This is Stephen Adams. And this is Cameron Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you're Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go to So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Ennis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Ennis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Ball Radio. Check us out on Dash Radio Saturday afternoons. It's Tuesday night, but this is a Hot Ham Wednesday pod, and that means that we have the man, the Hot Ham Man, John Ham, on the line. John, what's up? Oh, you know, just sort of relaxing after a hard night of volleyball. So. Oh, Ham, how was it? Yeah. You know what? It's it is fun. It is a lot of fun. It is um, so. It's my wife. She's in uh, because she works for the state. It's part of like a state, um, the Oklahoma Sports and Social Organization or whatever. So, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So we have a. She has a volleyball team that spouses can be part of. So yes, uh, I've gotten involved in that, and uh, we started out really bad, really, really bad. <laughs> like Charlotte Bobcats of a few years ago, really bad. And we have progressed to, I don't know, something below adequate. So it's a good place to progress to. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not as terrible as we used to be. So that's a good thing. Um, speaking of inadequacy, Carmelo Anthony is in the news for the thunder. <laughs> he sure is. How, how weird is that? Huh? I mean, what, what were your thoughts when you first heard? Well, I guess you texted me. What were your thoughts when you saw that tweet from Bill Simmons? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think the first thing I texted you is, uh, uh, Oh, oh Bill is hearing stuff or something like that. You know, Bill's got a um, scoop or I think that's what you said. Yeah. Oh, Bill has a scoop, huh? Um, yeah, and you know some of this goes back to uh, there was a there was a report like late January that the Thunder were you know interested in Carmelo Anthony, but it was from a questionable source, and mm-hmm. um, it might have come up somewhere else later. But no, I, I you know I, I have been told that the Thunder did check into that, and I, I'm not surprised they would do that. I think they were checking into everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm sure that's one name that came up along the way. And at least back in February, um, you know, it, it went nowhere because Carmelo wasn't willing to, uh, wasn't willing to waive his no trade clause, but you know, the situation has deteriorated since then. Um, and the still, thunder you know, are a lot better. The Thunder are a lot better. Um, unfortunately, they're still in Oklahoma City, so that's a thing. That's certainly yeah. a thing. <laughs> it seems like he's uh, he's more interested in Houston. Yeah. A lot more interested. Which a lot most NBA players are. Like a lot of NBA players like Houston. Some even have like yeah. off season homes in Houston. I remember like right. Rashard Lewis, who never played for Houston, lived in Houston in the off season. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a big time city and it's massive and it has it, it does have a lot more to offer than OKC does. And, you know, mm-hmm. 
as people that live in Oklahoma City, we have a massive chip on our shoulder about our state and about our city. And I think that showed a lot on Twitter uh, over the past few days. Because anytime you talk (laughs) about Mellow to OKC, and it's all because of the no trade clause. And like, that's it. And like, some people are like, well, maybe this will position the, the. the Rockets to give more up than they would have to. Actually, unless he decides that he's going to waive his no trade for both teams, it really doesn't. Because there's no mm-hmm. there's no bidding war at all unless he's willing right. to waive his no trade for OKC. And the only thoughts... I mean, I, I don't know if you saw, there was a tweet from a New York reporter and people were asking, asking people in Mello's group, you know, would he waive his no trade for OKC? And their answer was, Houston, Houston, right? <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, mean, that seems to be where he's driving things, and that's the whole thing. I mean, that's I mean, people are asking like, is this a valid scoop? Like, I'm sure it is. I mean, the Thunder, if they can upgrade, because the trade would be, and correct me if I'm wrong, like the trade would start with Canner. You've got a match salary, and the Thunder really don't have a lot of like these mid tier salary guys, and like it would be. Singler, and it would be McBuckets, and then you throw mm-hmm. in an asset like the Bull second rounder, or you throw in Terrence, maybe. Terrence Ferguson, maybe, maybe. I but mean, if New, if New there York became a bid, in, if there became a bidding war, right? Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma City, you know, does have those draft picks they could offer, um, but yeah, I mean, New York is not negotiating from a position of strength here. Oh yeah, that's 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 exactly right. I mean, they and they waited so long that Melo's value really isn't that high. Like Carmelo Anthony, everyone's like, well, this is going to be Olympic Melo. Like Olympic Melo hasn't been Olympic Melo in like five years. Like I I just don't, I I think that if he did buy in, I think he could be really good. And obviously he's an upgrade over the guys that I said earlier. So you'd have to do that, but no one's giving anything up. Like look around, like Ryan Anderson is the deal that the, that the Rockets are trying to do. Like no one's giving mm-hmm. anybody up. That's any good to get him. Right. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. And it's because one, they know that, like you said, they're operating from a position where they have no power at all. And two, Melo's just not a great player anymore. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I, have talked myself into the idea of him in Oklahoma City. Um, I think a front line you know, could work. And look, it, whether he goes to Houston or Oklahoma City, he's going to have to play the four spot. I mean, that's yeah. just you know, that's just all there is to it. So, yeah. um, you know, they can they can disguise it up however they want to. You know, no matter what team he lands on, but that's essentially the spot he's going to have to wind up playing. Um, and I think having another proven score, you know we saw last season that's kind of nice to have <laughs> it's kind of nice to have a guy yeah. like that mm-hmm. um and so yeah i mean i i think i think carmelo would fit in you know I, I think he'd fit in obviously in oklahoma city or houston either one um and it's just all the avenues in houston i think would have to dry up now i mean apparently new york doesn't want anything to do with the remaining three years and 60 million on ryan anderson's deal yeah um you know they've got a bad 2017 contract now, and Tim Hardaway. They don't need to add a bad 2016 contract on top of that. On top of all the other ones they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I, I could understand. It, it could be a matter of who's going to blink first. You know, is New yeah. York going to relent on something? Is 
you know, th- there's a lot of chatter of Portland being involved in a three-way deal mm-hmm. to help facilitate all that. Um, you know, are the Rockets going to relent and give up Eric Gordon and ship him to Portland now that they have an opening? Um, you know, and Portland could offload somebody. So, you know, I, I still think there's plenty of time for this to unfold. And, you know, there's plenty of time for Houston to pull something together. Yeah. I'd like to thank Anchor Down for sponsoring today's podcast. You can follow Anchor Down on Twitter, Facebook, or on Instagram. Just search Anchor Down OKC. It's a great follow. Go click the follow button on Twitter because you're on Twitter probably right now after listening to our podcast. So go follow them on social media. Also, go check out Anchor Down. They're in Deep Deuce in downtown OKC. They're in the big red shipping containers called the OKC. It's a really cool area, a really cool building. They have a great bar. They have a great beer selection. They have great corn dogs. As I said before, if you haven't done this where you substitute the chips, not that the chips are bad, the chips are good. If you're in the mood for chips, get the chips. But if you can substitute those chips for pizza tots and it's just pure heaven that's what you should do at anchor down go check it out always check out their cob salad incredibly fresh salad i've never been disappointed by it and i've had it a ton of times go check out anchor down today yeah i I would still anticipate houston being the team that he goes to and it's just Mm -hmm. funny i tweeted this earlier that this just Anytime you hear like a, a direct report of what the Thunder are thinking or what the Thunder are wanting to do, it's almost never what they end up doing. <laughs> like you look at <laughs> Brooke Lopez, you look at Rudy Gay, you look at all these other things that, and and not to say that the Thunder aren't in talks with the, with these things, but they're also sometimes I don't know if they're using these moments for leverage. I think they do that at times, um, but the, it also they're also having probably hundreds of other conversations about hundreds of other yeah. players maybe not hundreds tens of players um, <laughs> um, but they're having a lot of conversations and just because you hear mellow doesn't mean that it's not you know not going to happen but it's to me it just seems more likely that something else will happen just because like that's the track record of sam Presti when something right. leaks out maybe it's a past conversation maybe it's something that they've actually moved past um or it's something that they're trying to gain leverage. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. So I was asked this morning about that. Like, you know, how, how can we believe any of this? Because nothing gets out of the Thunder organization. Um, and I said, well, understand Carmelo Anthony is a part of this discussion. And so if Carmelo is talking to some of his people and then some of his people go out and talk to people, well, there's your leak. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be from Oklahoma City or New York. They could have their traps shut. Um but someone from, you know, Carmelo Anthony's group, you know, said something that, you know, led to this getting out. So um, and I, I do believe I do believe the Thunder want to make another impact move. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm I, I'm not trying to you know tell, tell people to hold your seats. It's going to happen any minute now. It could not happen. But, you know, you look around it and, and, and all the instability. There's still some places that aren't settled yet across the league. And especially you look at Cleveland. You know, if Cleveland's going to shake things up with Kyrie, maybe they shake things up with Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. Maybe Oklahoma City gets involved there. Um, you know, San Antonio, LaMarcus Aldridge hasn't been, you know, the greatest fit there and is reportedly not happy. The Spurs still need to make some moves. You know, maybe they could get involved there. 
you know, there's who knows what's going on in Phoenix. Maybe they get involved in the Kyrie Irving talks and that frees up something that Oklahoma City could use. So I, I think they still want to make another significant addition. I, right. I, I do believe that. Yeah. And I think the Thunder found themselves in an NBA where there's not a ton of teams that are looking or can compete right now. Um, you have the instability of, of the Cavs, like you talked about. You've got mm-hmm. San Antonio. You've got Houston. And then it's Boston is another team. And then you have, and Boston's still playing like this half-in, half-out game. And then you right. have <laughs> the Warriors. And, like, really, that's it. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of good players still in the NBA. And yeah. most of them won't move. But I think that Daryl Morey and Sam Presti looked at the league and thought, hey, like, let's make a run. And if it is only a one-year run, so be it. And mm-hmm. if not, then we'll have a really great team going forward. And I think that, like, Mello, you know, as I think Mello's a little polarizing at this point. Um, but if you can flip Canner and small pieces for Carmelo Anthony... You just have to do it, and I think that's also oh, like, sure. like how much how excited would Russell Westbrook and Paul George be to play with Melo in Oklahoma yeah. City? Like they would just they'd be out of their heads excited because he's right. he's like a he's like a legend to those guys even because he's been in the league for you know, fourteen years and right. he's still a great shot maker. And we just and also like what's the best team he's ever been on? It was those Nuggets teams. Uh, that yep. New York team was a smoke screen. That team wasn't that good. That won fifty games. The, yeah, yeah, the Jason Kidd year. J- yeah, Jason Kidd and Jr. and uh, Carmelo's been to one one Western Conference Final. Right. One 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 Conference Final in his career, just one. Mm-hmm. Now that's not necessarily all on him. I mean, obviously sure. the you know the Nuggets actually kind of got better after he left. I mean, or, or at least they, you know, they remain relevant, I guess I, I should say. Due to his um, impatience. Yeah. They, they, yeah, definitely. They got better because if you would have just waited, like he yeah. could have been playing with a really, really great uh, New York Knicks team that had like Gallagher and Wilson Chandler and all those guys. Yeah, I, I forget if it was a low post with Howard Beck or somebody, but, you know, they threw out some good points. Like you have to go back to that moment in time and understand like there was a lot of uncertainty, sure. you know, um, and that, you know, like there was legitimate reasons if you can, if you can rewind to that point in time and think about the decision-making because of the collective bargaining agreement about to expire and yeah. a lot of rumors about a hard salary cap and like, you know, you can kind of understand, I mean, you know, he, he did what he thought was best for him and, you know, he did get paid and he did wind up in New York and, uh, but for all he knew, you know, maybe that avenue was going to be closed to him uh, with some of these rule changes. So mm-hmm. I, I do I do understand some of that. Um, and, and yeah, a, a lot of these things, when you criticize someone, sometimes you got to go back to that point in time <laughs> and look at the reality then and see where the decision was made. Yeah. And also part of it was Masai just just being a, a wonderful GM for Denver and just saying, no, yeah, we'll take it all. And they said, no, right. will you just take these guys? Like, no, we'll, we'll take it all. We'll also take Mozgov. You'll, you'll give us all of it. And yeah, um, that's, I mean, that's also that. Because if you just had like an average GM that was in Denver, 
uh, they would have probably taken, you know, Gallo, Chandler, and like one other one other piece. But they ended up taking, mm-hmm. taking a lot from New York. Yeah, um, and, and it was playing up. It was playing at New York and, and New Jersey against each other. Yep. So yeah, yeah absolutely, it's a smart thing. Uh, let's uh, let's do some TQs. Mm-hmm. We have one from at Vic Al. Almadrock or Almadrock. I don't know which. I'm sorry, Victor. Uh, thoughts on a possible <laughs> Russ, Paul George, Mello, Tupat, and Adams death lineup? Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the sort of thing. I mean, kind of lost in all this um, is the Patrick Patterson angle mm-hmm. that I think it was even Woj that at the time of the signing made a comment that he would be the starting power forward in Oklahoma City. Um, However, this is a guy that has come off the bench the majority of his career. Right. So he could easily slide back into that role. Yeah, something like that would be stout, would absolutely be stout. Um, But, you know, for all the reasons we talked about in the first 15 minutes, it it may not be uh, it, it may not be much more than a dream. Would that be the closing lineup, though? Because I think you'd have Melo at the four. I think mm-hmm. that you'd have to have Robertson or Abrinas in there because I just don't think that's a switchy enough lineup because Melo, yeah. Patterson, and Adams, like if you're playing Houston or if you're playing Golden State, like you can't play that lineup. You can't close with that lineup uh, with, with like Draymond at the center or, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you just can't do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of combos there. I mean, you think about there's even, you know, there's even like shifting to a, a huge lineup and moving Paul George back into the backcourt, mm-hmm. you know, with with uh, with Patterson at the four spot, Carmelo at the three. There's some fun stuff there, but I'm I'm just not getting I'm not getting too attached to the idea just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't get too excited. Also, if Melo <laughs> comes here, he's starting, period. Like Mel- oh, yeah. Melo Anthony is not one. Probably not waving his no trade clause for OKC. Number two, he's not waving his no tra- trade clause to OKC to come off the bench. Like Carmelo right. Anthony has never come off the bench. He will not do that. It's not happening. He, he has played in 976 regular season games and he has started 976 regular yes. season games. And I would imagine he's probably started every postseason uh, game as well. So. Um, yeah, I, I did see some people float that out like, wow, he'd be really, you know, he'd be better than Cantor coming off the bench. And, eh. you know, yeah. in that situation, your bench is Ray Felton, Patrick Patterson, Alex Sabrinas. And, you know, that's not a bad, that's not a bad trio to bring off the bench either. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. There's, there's just no chance. Like, I, I mean, we talk about on the court stuff, but can you imagine like the media circus? of having Westbrook, Paul George, and Carmelo on the same team. Like, it would be a mad house. Yeah. And if, like, that team gets to the West Finals versus the Warriors, like, the star power is just out of this world. Even though, like, Melo's not, like, as a player, he's not a star anymore. But he's off the court. Like, he's an absolute superstar. Um, mm-hmm. And to bring another Jordan Brand guy here in OKC, it would just be... It would it would be crazy um, yeah. to have him on this team, just mostly for off the court reasons. I think on the court, like I think he helps a little bit. I don't know that he is all that. I don't. He's not a great defender. He's not a great rebounder. He's basically just a scorer, and he's going to space the floor. Uh, he's a mid range guy. 
I mean, if, and, if you go and look at, at, at where he shoots, I mean, he's he's a mid ranger. So yes, but he he can do that. He can score well, and he, and you know he would be better as a six man. Like he would absolutely if if he didn't have the ego, if he didn't have uh-huh. the history, he would be a fantastic six man. But that's, I mean, that would be like brainwashed Carmelo and Mello that is not really Mello anymore. Um, right. There's just no way. Uh, I don't know. He's he's a he's a fascinating player. I don't think he really. Do you, how much do you think he helps the Thunder or Houston? Like I just don't know that he really helps either of those teams all that much. Like how many? Like what's he worth? Like one or two games in the regular season, maybe. Well. I mean, if if you look at like we talked about the proposed idea of like Ennis Cantor and Doug McDermott, um, yeah. you know, people are I see people so eager to get rid of Ennis Cantor, like forgetting like that dude brings it. I mean, yeah, yeah he, he's he's a worse defender than Carmelo Anthony, and yes, he's a worse defender at a more critical position and and all of that stuff. Um, but I mean, I, I think people just kind of forget like all of the sixth man of the year conversations he's been in and how you know, how valuable he was to the team. So yes, it's a yes, it's an upgrade. But I mean, yeah, to your point, does that get them another win or two? Probably. Um, and then Houston, kind of the same thing. I mean, depending on what they give up. Um, I mean, they do have an avenue where they could package, um, you know, Gordon and Ariza. And Clint Capella, but there's there's just no reason for them to do that, mm-hmm. and that would you know that that would be a, that would be a negative um, for them to do that. So, yeah. I mean, I think he would. I think he would help. I think he again having another guy that other teams have to respect because he can score from anywhere on the court is going to make things open up a lot more. He is a very ISO heavy guy. Um, you know. I don't know how much of Billy Donovan's, uh, you know, transporting the basketball idea would uh, would come into effect with him there, but I don't know. All, all things told, I, I, if the opportunity presented itself, I'd still go for it. Yeah, I think the Thunder would have to do it, but you also look at Houston and OKC and Anderson and Canner, and they have two guys that are very much they know who they are. They're very mm-hmm. willing to to play a role. They don't. Neither of them have to have a ton of shots. Uh, neither of them are malcontents. And you know, both those guys will be pulled off the court in the West Finals if either of those teams make the West Finals. And I don't think either of them are going to slouch about it. Now, Carmelo Anthony might also be a guy that you have to pull to the bench because he can't keep up and he can't switch. And he's getting killed, and they're targeting him in a pick and roll. Like that might be a real thing. And what happens when you bench Mello for Andre Robertson? Like, yeah. what does that look yeah. like? I mean, that's. I mean, right. those are like real issues that that Mello would bring to a team, and will bring to the Rockets, or will bring to the Thunder, or will bring to whoever he ends up with. Um, those things matter. I mean, yeah. those things definitely matter. And and hey, look. Who's to say that some of this stuff isn't getting out, you know, hoping to push Houston into, you know, putting assets into a trade that they really don't want to, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, like they don't want to give up multiple firsts to move Ryan Anderson, and maybe they start feeling like, okay, well, Oklahoma City's in on this, and Carmelo could change his mind. You know, maybe they need to relent. Maybe that could be part of the strategy here. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Next question is from at Cancer Assassin. Without using any stats, facts, cap info, <laughs> actuary tables, etc., can you tell us what salary Mello is worth in seventeen eighteen? <laughs> um, so I guess essentially, if he were a free agent this summer, what what would he command? Mm-hmm. Essentially, um, probably probably not as much as he's earning this season, which I think is around twenty four or twenty six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like twenty six, twenty seven. I thought. Yeah, that sounds right. I would probably put it closer at the twenty mark. That's just my hunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, a lot of that, you know, a lot of that goes into the supply and demand thing. It just takes one desperate team to do something like give Tim Hardaway four years and seventy one million. You know, yeah. so. Uh, but I mean, he, he feels to me that that's just my general feeling. He feels like a 20 million a year guy. Yeah. Uh, he'll be 26 million for 17, 18 and then has a, um, an ETO for 20, almost 28 million. Yeah. The following year. Uh, it's, it's, he's such a difficult player to evaluate for this because people are going to come see him play. Yeah, you're gonna sell tickets because he is. If he like, if he went to like Charlotte, like Charlotte would sell a ton of tickets because they just want to go see Mellow play. Yeah, uh, like that's that's a thing. And so I think like an ownership group, if they if he was a free agent and like I don't know, I, I think I don't think that he would get what he's making now, like you said. But it'd be twenty twenty or more. Just, yeah, just for the just because he is Carmelo Anthony. Like my wife sure. knew, like I, I was like, Hey, like Carmelo Anthony's in rumors. My wife knows who Carmelo Anthony is. Like she didn't know right. who half the Thunder players are, but she can tell you who, who Carmelo Anthony is. And that stuff matters. Yes. My, my wife calls me and just the first words out of her mouth, Carmelo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, well, kind of sort of, yeah, maybe I'll explain it later. You know, <laughs> um, I want to kind of talk about Kevin Durant um, for a second. If okay, that's okay. Have you seen it's his? Tw- have you seen his tweets? So I, I haven't, but I mean, obviously, I've kind of caught wind um, just on you know kind of what was what was being chatted about in, in, in some of these text message groups. But so I, this one tweet is so weird. Like this is just yeah. so weird. Like I don't know what's going on here. He says, let's see if y'all can evaluate your favorite player without bringing up any stats or any team achievements. Let's start with uh, Jokic. What is that? Is he, does that seem like he's throwing shade at Jokic? And like, why would he be doing that? Like, what are you doing on July 25th, 2017, throwing shade at Nikola Jokic, who's probably at home chugging two liter cokes and doing his thing right. like leave him alone man yeah or was he actually yeah it's so difficult to read I, I don't know just his his whole social media activity has just since he's won a title like he kind of feels like emboldened yeah. now mm-hmm. you know um, like now he can come out and, and start clapping back at people and sort of engaging his fan base like he did you know kind of early in his career it's, it's, it's strange how that's turned around yeah, it's very odd. Um, okay, that's all I had to say. Um, at, <laughs> at Caleb Deck, team is away post game. Nice restaurant, all together in New York City. 
What player specifically requests the bartender to find a Mike's Hard Lemonade? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's been a long time since I've had a Mike's Hard Lemonade, and it's going to be a lot longer before I have another. Um, (laughs) I mean, Adams is the first one that comes to mind. Mine is is singular because everyone knows, like, it's a thing that like nobody should really like that but singler has the tiny little baby ponytail and uh-huh. he doesn't care and he posts things online and he makes them look kind of dumb and he doesn't care he float tanks and knows that people make fun of him and he doesn't care and kyle singler drinks my cards lemonade and he doesn't care I think that's why. Yeah, I mean, you. I, I mean, I guarantee he's probably sipping on a Zima right now while supplies last. Oh my goodness, that is such a singular <laughs> drink, a Zima. Oh wow, uh, that is so true. <laughs> you know that's happening right now as we as we speak. It is. I can. I can. I can see it. It's. It's so clear in so many ways. So clear. Um, this is from OK. This is this is a name that we haven't been able to read yet. Okay, see, obstinacy is got to be what it is. Luke called Luke called him at okay, obstinacy. <laughs> um, he says same name, same game, new name. If OKC ended up getting mellow, who is the best player he would have played with before Westbrook and Paul George? Yeah, I mean Iverson. You have Allen Iverson, who was still really good. Um, he was in Denver. Um, yeah, I mean, because Kid, that was his last year. Yeah, Kid, yeah, that was not a very good Jason Kid. Although he had like completely remade his game where he was like a 3 and D point guard, basically. And was, right. I mean, he was good, but he was not J Kid. Yeah. Uh, there was, I mean, briefly Amari Stoudemire, but. Mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups was still super good in Denver. That, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, because he came over uh, in exchange for Iverson, right there at that point, and then went with him to New York, and then New York amnestied him so they could go get Tyson Chandler. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean he's he's had a, he's had a few decent guys. Yeah, nobody great. He's never had. He's had like pretty good teams around him. Some of those those Chauncey Billups Denver teams were actually pretty good, um, mm-hmm. but. You know, I mean, they and they almost made the finals. Really, if that that Lakers team, like they they actually put up a pretty good fight against right. Them. Um, but you had like Nene was on that team, and he was still pretty yep. good. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, like those those Nuggets teams were just snake bitten because like Kenyon Martin, like both of his knees kept going out. Yep. Um, Nene, he blew out his ACL one year in the first game of the regular season. Um, and then he had the like the testicular issues that that also affected him, and it, yeah, it's just unfortunate because Denver had some really good things going for him, and just some really bad luck. Does that sound familiar? I've heard of a team that has had those same issues. <laughs> Marcus Camby. I mean, remember when like yeah, you know, Camby was playing out of his mind there for a while in Denver, and, and I, I have to give a shout out to Eduardo Nahara as well yeah. who's on those teams. Yeah, the the last year that I guess this was the post Iverson trade, 
that roster is actually pretty good. You had a, like a younger Aaron Aflalo on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mello, Chauncey Billups, Nene, Ty Lawson um, was a rookie, but he still played and was pretty good. You had Kmart and you had J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. It's a solid squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, just unfortunately they had some injuries that kind of prevented them from you know being all they could be. Yep. Um, but yeah, probably Iverson or Billups or Porzingis. Yeah, that's possible too. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously I think Porzingis is going to be awesome, but I don't, he hasn't really been able to spread his wings yet in New York. Um, let's see. This is from at Austin S 1027. If both Russ and PG left after this season, would you hire Sam Hinkie to help with the rebuilding process? <laughs> uh, I, I think Sam Presti's got it handled. I, I don't know if he needs any help. Agreed. Every, this, and I've said this before, and I, I feel like I'm just a big dummy having to repeat myself. But like Sam Presti did the Sam Hinkie, but only did it very successfully. <laughs> Like, right. Like I just yeah. don't. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like when people are like, "Well, if the Thunder rebuild, they should go get Sam." I'm like, no, no. Sam Presti yeah. has done this before, and he's actually right. done it very well. And look what he's done with this team. Like, why would you want anybody else? Yeah, and and again, I I have been one of the people over the years that have kind of defended what Sam Hinkie did, mostly because I keep pointing out, like, hey, he he got he got ownership to sign off on his plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like he told him up front, you know, apparently this is going to be like seven years before you really get it turned back around. And they were like, OK. Yeah. Um, and so as frustrating as it maybe was to some people like this was all kind of part of his master plan. Yep. Um, and so obviously, you know, the plan included taking guys that even if they were injured <laughs> and they were going to miss a season and, you know, he, he whiffed on a couple of times. He's obviously very smart. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, if this team, if this Thunder team, you know, needed to hit the reset button, yeah, they're already in good hands with Sam Presti and Troy Weaver and the rest of the staff they already have on hand. Yep. Uh, this is from at Caleb underscore Jones underscore. If you could pick any power forward in the league to start with Russ, Dre, Paul George, and Adams, who would you pick? If I could pick any power forward, I would I would play LeBron James at power forward. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> That's a solid answer. Yeah, I think I'd do that. I think Bill Simmons uh, would say Jalen Brown. Right, yeah. That's definitely an option. <laughs> and maybe Jason Tatum. Just go ahead and slide him in there at that four spot. Right. Might yeah. be an awkward fit. But. Man, screw Bill Simmons, man. I I feel like he's just trolling this OKC fan base. And I feel like it was all a ploy to get people to listen to his latest podcast. Uh, which I did. In which I've been like punching myself in the face for it because i'm just so mad that i even did it like why did i even do that why did i, why did I subject that's myself what you to get that? it is what that's i what get. You get man Ugh. um <laughs> back to the question anthony davis would look pretty nice yeah, oh, yeah. to that crew um yeah, no doubt anybody i'm trying to think of any porzingis <laughs> porzingis is another one the singer would be nice yeah just for um, just for like fun i just love to see dirk just stretching the floor sure. for the thunder it's so fun part of me wants you know i i would be like if, if i didn't mention the currently uh being sued draymond green yeah um <laughs> yeah i mean 
I, I just don't know. I feel we've had a lot of side discussions about this too. Like I, I keep talking about Draymond that I think he's probably one of the 10 best players in the league. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you could drop him in Oklahoma city and if he could be quite as effective on the offensive end. Sure. Yeah. Without I mean, and, and he didn't some of the, the greatest shooters in NBA history surrounding right. him. He's in the perfect situation for him. And it's hard yeah. to, he's, he's hard to evaluate because of that. Uh, sure. Because he's really at his peak of what he could be. And they're putting him in I, the best position yeah. on offense and on defense. He is in the most perfect, ideal situation for him. And it, there's right. there's not a lot of NBA players that are put in that position. And he he is such he is just so dominant defensively. Yeah. And that's where you know that that's where I really swing a lot. You know, when, when I talk about like top ten, top fifteen players in the league, that's where I really put a lot of emphasis on him. So yeah. I mean, I, I would be derelict if I didn't mention him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I but, thought about uh, it. Oh, Millsap's I mean, another one. Millsap would be another interesting one. Can I also play Giannis at the four spot? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> you should. Um, there's not a lot of good fours in the NBA right now. It's it's weird. I mean, this is where we, we're running into the problem of like trying to pigeonhole guys. Um, you know, it's, it's like a four spot guy. And I mean, we're coming up with a bunch of guys. It's like, yeah, they played small forward most of their career, but really they should be playing the four. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it's odd. Uh, Blake Griffin is another good power forward I'd like to have on the Thunder if I could just add him. <laughs> yeah, and um, if if he would be like happy about coming here. <laughs> yeah, he knows OKC. Um, I think that we've answered most. Uh, I think that we've answered most of the questions that have been um, on here, but. Uh, anything else you'd like to get off your chest before we go? You know, nothing really that strikes me this week. It's been kind of fun just uh, just sitting back and watching everything unfold. You know, yes. whatever's going on in Cleveland and soaking in all of that all that information from Zach Lowe and Windhorst oh, and others man. that have been that are really tied into that. There, it, it reminds me, and this has been brought up elsewhere, but I mean, it reminds me so much of I mean the Harden situation. Sure. It really does. Um, you know, again, it's it's easy to just chalk that up as a luxury tax decision, but some of this stuff was was some of the was some of the concern as well. So, um, anyway, it's it's kind of fascinating to kind of see that unfold, and you know, every player is going to have different priorities. I mean, Kyrie Irving probably thinks that he could go to Orlando and make them a Finals contender immediately. You know, he might be in for a rude awakening if, if he really thinks that. Uh, he would be. He would be. <laughs> Man, yeah. what? What are you, Where do you think Irving will land? Do you have any? You have any favorite landing spots for him? Yeah, I mean, the, the first few spots. I mean, you kind of go back to your regulars. I mean, Denver has been wanting to get a star player for yes. so long. Um, I think they have. You know, they have a mix of assets, both veterans and young. I'm not feeling Minnesota. I'm just not. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it's just strange because he acts like he wants to be a number one guy. Like, is mm-hmm. he? Is he? He's not better than Jimmy Butler. He's not better than Towns. Like, he's is he going to be yeah. the third best player on that team? And and some of that goes to I mean the idea that he's looking for like stable yeah ownership and and management, sure. and then he throws out the Knicks as one of his teams, which is probably because that's his hometown team. But still. Yeah. Um, the list you is know, weird. It, the list is so weird. 
It definitely is. Uh, I mean, Zach Lowe has talked a lot about Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, I think you could put together, you know, something there potentially. Um, I, I think there's some landing spots and still one of my favorite ones is still Charlotte. Yeah. I still, I still think that you could put together a deal, you know, starting with Kimba Walker, maybe Cody Zeller, maybe your suggestion of Nicholas Batum and putting mm-hmm. something together. But, um, I, I think that's another potential landing spot. Plus he played at Duke. So Michael Jordan has seen him play. Uh, so he'd probably be interested in acquiring him. And he, they, they're due to have somebody cool play in their cool uniforms because right mm-hmm. now they've got really nobody that cool yeah. to play in those unis. They've got, they just got yeah. Dwight Howard. Right. Just yeah. That still seems kind of weird, but so I mean, weird. again, it's, it's also been mentioned, you know, Kyrie Irving is, is a star player. Like you talked about Carmelo being a guy that sells tickets. Kyrie's going to sell, he's going to move merchandise. He's going to he, put people in seats. He will sell tickets. Like this is, yeah. he, he's, he's really fun. And he's he's also a difficult player to evaluate, like I said with Mello, because like some people just think that he's not that good. And I'm just like, I just don't know how he can think that. He's 25 years right. old. He can score on anybody. He's got the probably the best handle in the NBA. Uh, could he be a better distributor? Sure. Could he be a better defender? Absolutely. He's really bad. Um, but like, look what he's done in the playoffs. Like that's mm-hmm. where. Like people want to compare like him and Kyle Lowry, and I'm just like, man, Kyle Lowry's been really good. Like he's a much better defender, uh, but like when things get real, like Kyle Lowry hadn't shown up. When things get real, like Kyrie Irving, like he's not afraid of anything. And yeah. I think that that to me, like that means something. And he's, I he's, think he's very good. Yeah, I think some people are are holding those three seasons prior to LeBron coming back. Yeah. I think they're holding them, holding that against him way too much. I mean, we're talking about two years of Byron Scott, one of Mike Brown, and you know the quality of teammates. I mean, Dion wasn't Dion at that right. time, right? right. Um, but the quality of teammates he had was not good. I mean, it was a floundering franchise that LeBron James came back and basically saved single-handedly. So, I mean, I I do agree with the idea that put him in Oklahoma city last season or in Houston last season. And maybe you have a borderline 500 team. I, I, I do buy into that, but still, mm-hmm. um, I, I think there, I think there's a lot of teams that, that should take the risk on that. And those three seasons, uh, without LeBron, I, I don't think should be held against him to, to the degree that it seems to be held against them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. He's, He's solid. Uh, shout out to James Hollis, Snotty Drippin, for calling me out of saying that he's a top three player in the East. He's probably not a top three player in the East. I was spitballing that with my friend Taylor the other day. Just happened you to be were on a podcast. Off, off the top of your head. Yeah. It, it's understandable. You he's, know, that he's, happens. He's probably a top six player in the East, though, because the East yeah. is, it's just so bad, John. If he gets dealt to the West, I mean, like, they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, Who's going to be an all star? Like who? Like there's going to are there going to be two Sixers that are all stars? Like there's going to be like who are they going to yeah. choose? I, I'm going to go through this as a mental exercise here in the next few days and just you know look at who could make an all star team in the Eastern Conference when this all shakes out. It's going to be crazy. Serge Ibaka um, might actually have a chance to make the all star team for the first time in his career. Like it's, yeah, he could. It's insanity. Uh, and I need to go back and research because I feel like we've had this kind of imbalance before and I can't remember exactly when, 
I can but, tell you it probably has something to do with Jamal McGlure. That would that would be a great place to start. Go back and look at those <laughs> Jamal McGlure, Dale Davis all-star teams yes. in the East. But yeah, I mean, it, it feels like there was a time where the Western Conference was just so loaded with talent and all-star type guys, and some guys got left off that were very deserving, but they were just on the you know wrong part of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're we're there again. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, John, thanks for coming on the show today. We'll follow you on Twitter at John M. Ham. We'll listen to you locally on the franchise. Anything else coming up? Nothing else in the works at the moment, but you know, you, you never know when I get the itch to crank something out. Yes, always look for his stuff at Daily Thunder. Always go reread his stuff at Daily Thunder. It's still applicable today. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Down to Dunk. If you leave us a five star iTunes review, that'd be just so nice. It's such a nice thing for you to do. We really appreciate that. We appreciate all of you guys that have done that already. Uh, we're getting closer to 200. 200 would be so cool. Uh, and speaking of numbers, this is episode 399. We have episode Ooh. 400 episode on Friday. Uh, and that's a lot of episodes. And that's a lot of round numbers. And in Oklahoma City, we love round numbers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our show.